on. Um, you've got a handicap license plate, um, 74GS. So your night will go better if you uh, maybe go turn off your lights. Um, but yeah, it's Christmas. Tonight is the night that we light this middle candle. This is the Christ candle. So I'm going to start off by doing that. Thank you for each one over the weeks uh, as we've been celebrating Christmas and the Advent series. We've had a different family come up. So thank you to all those families that, that came up and, and uh, just shared Advent with us, right? Uh, you know, preparing for, for Jesus' coming. So tonight, if you were here when that video started, it was talking about Christmas gifts, right? And, and some of the greatest gifts that you've gotten. And, and that man that was narrating was asking his kids, so, so what were the greatest Christmas gifts you've ever got? So think back, you know, maybe, maybe you're young, so you don't have too many years to think back. Or maybe you're like me, you've got a lot of years you've got to think over. But did you ever get one of those talkie dollies? And how long did it last if you did? I think it said there was 10 phrases, right, that the doll shared. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, my kids have gotten those before. You keep pressing the button, then it says a different phrase. It lasted eight months. Then maybe there was this book series you got, and, and it, as long as it takes you to read it, and then it goes on the shelf and, and collects dust. We have so many books in our house, it is not even funny. We've got a whole wall dedicated to books in our basement, but they don't collect dust. My grandkids uh, take them, and, and they're always being used. It's great. Um, did you ever give your kids one of those brainy putty collections only to have it ground into your carpet? Yeah, we've, we used to have carpet like that upstairs, you know, where you could tell the kids were playing because there was stains in the carpet. Now, the, the ultimate drone with the 4K camera, it lasted eight seconds. Is that possible? Is that possible that you could give your kid a drone and have it last eight seconds? So, you know, I, I saw the video and I happened to be mentioning to a friend of mine saying, I don't, I don't think that's possible. Like, who would do that? She's like, no, my son got a, a drone and it lasted eight seconds. How could that be? She's like, right over the top of the house and then crashes into the lake, gone. I'm like, no way, eight seconds. All right, so hopefully if you open a 4K drone video to tomorrow, don't fly it over the house. Make sure you know where the terrain is, all right? Don't, don't crash it into a lake. So maybe you'll go for nine, nine seconds. But how about Jesus, right? We're here tonight to talk about Jesus, to talk about the greatest gift, the, the gift that only God could give. And I, I want to start off by reading in Luke 1, 26 to 28, just two verses. You may know these verses. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said this, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. You know, for all the times that I have looked at the Christmas story, have you ever stopped to ask yourself, why was Mary favored? Why was she favored? Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, prophets were foretelling of his coming. Right? Isaiah in particular, Isaiah 7.14 says, All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she'll give birth to a son, and she'll call him Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. Right? So, so hundreds of years before this moment, prophets were foretelling that this was going to happen. As well, we find in, in Matthew, Matthew gives an account that says there was a, her husband or her, 
uh, the person she was engaged to, to be her husband, Joseph, he knew that Mary was pregnant. He was having a hard time with this. Right? I don't know how, how any of us would receive the news that our, the person we're engaged to all of a sudden tells us, yeah, I'm pregnant, and it's by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. Like, is that possible? Like, you know, put yourself in his shoes. But, but Joseph is concerned. He's not feeling it. He's, he's praying to God, God, is this really a thing? What do I do with Mary? So he has a dream. And what Matthew tells us is that in a dream, an angel comes to him and says, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. An angel tells this to Joseph while he's dreaming. Imagine a dream like that. The angel goes on and says, and she will have a son and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred, says Matthew, to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And what the prophets say, the same thing we hear, in a, in a, we talked about in Isaiah. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which is God with us. So I come back to that question. What was, what was it about Mary that made her favored? Was it just because she was going to receive the Christ child? That's what I've always thought, right? That Mary was favored because God chose her. Out of all of the women in, on the earth in that day, God chose Mary. Was that why she was favored? Or was she favored because God with us is Emmanuel? She was going to be bearing Jesus. And was she favored because she was going to have Jesus inside? She was going to give birth to the Son of God. What an amazing thing. Maybe, maybe it's both and. Maybe it's not either or. So if it's both and, if, maybe, if Mary was favored because Jesus, God with us, was inside of her, could you and I be favored in the same way? Like, is that possible? Could we be favored of God tonight? Could you be favored of God tonight? Ephesians 2 tells us this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for it. It's a gift from God. Salvation's not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. So there's two important words in that first sentence. God saved you by his grace when you believed. It's grace and it's believed. So let me just talk about those for a minute. Do you know what the definition of grace is? It's God's favor. It's God's favor. And sometimes we'll call it unmerited favor because it's nothing we can do to merit it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. God just lavishly gives it to us. He gives us favor. So as Mary was favored that day, God favors you. He favors all of us. Why? Why would he do that? Well, he, he saved us by his grace. He gives us that favor when we believed. Now, we've got to look at that word believe for a minute because there's a lot of us that we misunderstood the word believed, right? For, for a moment, if I ask you this question, hey, do you believe that this couple in the front row, that they're married? You might know, I know Ed and Barb, like I know they're married, but that's an intellectual belief that you have if I point them out and say, yeah, they're married, and, and how many years is it? Oh, 50 years, people. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. But it's intellectual for me to just talk about them and say that they're married. Right? When Ed asked Barb to marry her, to marry him, when Barb said yes, it wasn't intellectual anymore, was it? Her whole life changed, 
right? When we say yes to someone saying, will you marry me? Like everything changes. It's not intellectual anymore. And that's the belief that's talking about here. It's not a, oh yeah, I know that there's a God. I know about God. No, I'm not asking, do you know about God? I'm asking, do you know him? Do you have a relationship with him? There's, there's so, that is such a difference. You know, it says that salvation's a gift. And under this tree, I've got a gift here, right? This is a gift that God has for us. But for you to receive this gift, I could walk down to any one of you and, and hand it to you, but it doesn't do you any good unless you start to take the bow off, unwrap it, and see what's on the inside. And you know, so many of us, we've come to church maybe for Christmas, Easter, Christmas, Easter. Maybe you come more often than twice a year. I don't know. But coming to church doesn't mean that you actually took the gift and you opened it up and said, so what's on the inside of this? Is it my 4K drone? No, it's not your 4K drone. Something way better, way, way better. So Jesus is the gift tonight. God has given Jesus as his son to be the perfect sacrifice, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world doesn't do any of you any good unless you receive the gift and you open it up. God comes with his grace. He comes with, he he comes to fill us, but he comes to fill us when we believe in him. So lastly, I want to ask you this question. What's your journey like? Jess shared a beautiful testimony about her journey. Was she living a great life? No, she wasn't. But you know what? God saw her. He favored her while she was still living the life she was living. He favored her. And he's like, Jess, I'm going to send you this man. And I'm going to put this annoying guy to crank his praise music right next door. And you're like, stop. Yeah, he was annoying. But what I, what I love about Jess's testimony is when she said that that night he came and he knocked on the door. He brought a gift with him. He brought a gift called Jesus. And it changed her mom's life. It eventually changed her life, Jenny's life, the rest of the family. He cut through her depression and hopelessness. I I don't know where any of us are tonight. I I know that, uh, you know, as Ed talked about Mary and Joseph that night, the Marriott wasn't there. You know, the Hampton Inn wasn't there. So they find out, they finally get to a Motel 6 and there's even no room at the Motel 6. Maybe your life... Maybe you are staying in the Marriott. Maybe, maybe there's no room in the Motel 6. doesn't matter where you are. But this is what I'm telling you. God favors you tonight. God had you come tonight to hear about the gift of his son, Jesus. So where's your journey? Where are you going? It doesn't matter where you've been. It's where you headed that, that matters. And will your journey lead you to Jesus? You know, tonight, would any of you say that you're a sinner? I know I'm a sinner. I don't know if you've ever admitted that you're a sinner, but you know what? I dare say that all of us are sinners, right? And, and the Bible tells us that, that we're, we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. So God sent his son Jesus as a baby to be the perfect lamb to take away the sins of the world. Knowing this doesn't do us any good, it's only when we take the present and we unwrap it and we receive it and we make it ours. God says he got, offers us amazing grace, unmerited favor, To each that would receive him, he gives the right to be called the Son of God. All of heaven rejoices when we say yes. So what does it look like to say yes? What does it look like to take this gift and to actually unwrap it? 
I like to call it, we say a sinner's prayer. Why? Because I'm a sinner and I'm going to pray. And when we say this sinner's prayer, it's a way of us saying yes to Jesus. Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. You gave your life for me. And now you're asking me, will I give my life to you? Will I give you all that I am? It's not a head knowledge belief. It's a saying yes to him. It's as if we're going to get married to him. That's, what, that's the life. That's the belief he wants. So would you open up your heart tonight to say yes to Jesus? As we pray here in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say that yes. But there's one other thing I like about Jess's testimony, and it's the boldness of her neighbor that day. Even though he'd been threatened by her, you must not have been very scary, guys. That's all I can think, right? Don't you do that. We're going to beat you up. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it sounded like or, or what it looked like. But maybe they weren't very, but he still knocked on their door. He cared enough to knock on their door. You know, and I I would say this, when we have God, when we have Jesus Christ in us, there's such an infinite value of that redemption. But do we remember it? For those of you that have, have asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, do we forget the amazing truth that whenever Christ is born in anyone's heart, that person becomes favored by God, just like Mary was favored? Do we know that if we've accepted Jesus that we're favored tonight? So life is a journey. And as Ed talked about, you don't know where that journey is going to lead you. But has there ever been a time in your life where you've shared Jesus with someone else, that you cared enough to say, hey, I want to tell you about my Jesus. If we, if we could receive how much God loves us and how much he favors us, we'd be more apt to tell others, wouldn't we? I love that about that testimony, Jess, that that guy was there. He was there to, to share with them that night. So now I'm going to ask you the question, has there ever been a time in your life where you've said yes to Jesus? And if not, would you make tonight that night? I'm I'm not asking you if you go to church. I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm asking you, would you say yes to Jesus? Would you say, would you open up your heart and say, God, I want to, I want to open up the present that you have. I want to receive the gift of eternal life that only Jesus can stamp the paid in full on, on your receipt. We can't pay for our sin, but Jesus paid the price for our sin. We receive that salvation when we say yes, when we believe with him in our heart. You know, if you're here tonight and maybe there was a time in your life where you did say yes to Jesus, but now you've walked away from him. You've forgotten how wonderful his favor is and his love is for you. Would tonight be a night that you say yes all over again or you come back to him? Would you close your eyes with me for a moment? Let's bow our heads. I want this to be a holy moment. If you're here tonight and you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time or you want to say yes to Jesus, God, give me, help me return back to my first love, to the wonder of knowing Jesus as my Savior. If that's you tonight, would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? And you're not raising it for me, you're raising it for God. Is there anyone here that would say, yes, I want to commit my life to the Lord or I want to recommit my life to the Lord? Anyone here? Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see another hand. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else here? You want to come to Jesus and say yes. Maybe for the first time. Maybe you've walked away and you need to come back. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. All right. Let's, let's pray together. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Would you, would you pray with me as I pray? Dear Jesus, thank you for your favor upon me. I don't deserve it, but you give me love, 
that is unconditional. And that love is Jesus. I ask you, forgive me of my sin. And I ask that Jesus be my Lord and Savior. I say yes to you tonight. Help me live the life that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you're here tonight, we know life is a journey, but if you've prayed this prayer and it's for the first time, I've got a book I want to give you. But it takes you coming down after service, finding me. You can find Pastor Ed and saying, hey, can I have the book? The book is called this, Living in Christ. Why? Because saying yes to a lifetime to be married to someone only starts in one day. It's got a journey of a lifetime, though, doesn't it? Right? So saying yes to Jesus tonight, saying, God, I want you in my heart, it starts the journey. It isn't the journey. So this book will help you understand what does it look like to journey What does it look like to walk with Jesus? So now tonight I want to invite the kids to come up. The choir is going to come back up. Wasn't this choir amazing tonight, by the way? Yeah, you haven't heard anything yet. You got a tea light on your way in. Everybody find your tea lights, would you? And if you want to put your tea lights on, we're going to sing some Christmas carols, all right?